Ready to form Voltron! This is a job for Superman. Power Rangers! Right away, Michael. Autobots, transform! By the power of Grayskull! For the honor of Grayskull! I'm the Doctor. Welcome to another episode of Charlie's Geek Cast. I am your host, Charlie Niemeyer, and today we're going to look at, well, let's just look at the, okay. And today, I'm in a Batman mood. I just got my ticket set up to go see Batman Mask of the Phantasm in the theater, which it hasn't been in the theater since 1992 or 3. 2? 3? I don't remember. Anyway, since the early 90s. Uh, I just got in my big Blu-ray set of Batman the Animated Series all the way through, including the movie and the uh, Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero movie. So I'm feeling in a Batman mood. Today I wanted to do something a little different. I wanted to look at a couple episodes, two of my favorite episodes of the Animated Series, uh, which is the Demon's Quest two-parter, and the comic books that they're kind of adapting for that story. So first, we're going to look at the comics. Uh, the first part of Demon's Quest was actually adapted from Batman number 232, uh, which was written by Danny O'Neill, penciled by Neil Adams, and inked by Dick Giordano. And this came out back in 1971. And the issue starts off at nighttime at Hudson University. Robin, the teen wonder, sneaks into the dorm room belonging to Dick Grayson. But as he gets inside, he's shot twice. Now, it looks like they're actual guns. Apparently, they're tranquilizers because he's going to be fine later. But, you know, this is part of the mystery. And I just gave it away, so spoilers. Two days later, at his penthouse in downtown Gotham, Bruce Wayne is worried about Dick, who's missing. Obviously. Alfred brings him an envelope that was delivered by Messenger, and inside is a picture of an unconscious Robin with a note that reads, Dear Batman, we have Robin. Save him if you can. Without even acknowledging that someone knows his secret identity, Bruce dons his Batman costume and heads out to the Batcave under Wayne Manor to analyze the photo. However, upon entering the cave, he is met by Raish al Ghul and his associate, Ubu. After explaining how he figured out that Bruce Wayne is Batman, Raish tells the Dark Knight that his daughter, Talia, has also been kidnapped. And he got a picture, a photo of her, with the, basically the same note. Batman had met Talia back in Detective Comics 411, so they've already had an adventure together, so now Batman knows both of the victims. In any event, Batman uses his microscopic spectrograph on the photos to discover bits of a certain herb used by the Brotherhood of the Demon in Calcutta. Raish has a plane nearby, but as they leave, Ubu halts Batman so that his master can leave first. During the flight, Batman takes a moment to recall his origin, and also Dick's origin, because why not? And then once they're in Calcutta, Batman disguises himself as an old beggar, until he's accosted by a couple of thieves. 
He takes them down fairly quickly and uses some of his Batman persuasion to get them to reveal where the Brotherhood's at. He's directed to the end of the alley of Widows, which just so happens to be on that very street that they're on. So he, Raish, and Ubu head, head to the alley with Ubu once again making sure that his master leads the way to a doorway at the end of the alley. Batman ends up inside first and is immediately attacked by a leopard. Locking the animal's jaw open with his elbow, Batman wrestles with the leopard until he's able to use his elbow for leverage to twist and break the cat's neck. Looking around to see what the leopard was trying to guard, Batman finds a map of the Himalayas, stating that there was a faint scratch on it, as though someone with a long fingernail had been tracing a route. Race quickly agrees to finance the expedition, and they head out to Mount Nanda Devi. The three hike up the mountain, eventually finding footprints in the snow, and both foot and hand holds in the rocky wall. As they begin their, their ascent, a hidden sniper manages to shoot Raish. Ubu goes down with Raish, and with them hiding on a ledge, Batman climbs up to a hidden spot and removes his gear. He throws his coat out to distract the sniper, then uses the climbing rope to swing around the mountain and out of sight. The sniper comes around to look for him, but Batman was hiding under the snow, he must be cold now, and surprises the sniper, quickly knocking him out. Spotting some smoke coming out of the side of the mountain, Batman heads towards it, making note of the helicopter that flies by overhead. Making it to the opening of the mountain, he confronts a couple of guards, but they won't shoot, and he tells them as much. So he continues inside, where he finds Robin, surrounded by more of the guards. While he doesn't untie Robin, he does secretly leave a blade behind the Teen Wonder, so that he can cut his ropes, while Batman engages in conversation with the Supreme Brother of the Demon. He explains how he knew this was all a game the whole time. First off, Raish and Ubu showed up a little too quickly with the story of an identical kidnapping of Talia. Then, after making sure Raish always went first, Ubu didn't stop him from entering the room with the leopard, indicating that he knew of the danger beforehand. Finally, he lied about the scratching on the map, but that didn't stop Raish and Ubu from bringing him to this particular mountain out of the 13 different Himalaya mountains. With this explanation being long enough for Robin to cut through his ropes, the dynamic duo makes short work of the guards before Batman unmasks the Supreme Brother, revealing Ubu. Then our dear Dark Knight makes short work of Ubu, who lands on the ground at the feet of a much alive and perfectly fine Ra's al Ghul and Talia. Batman asks what all this was for, and Ra's explains that Talia loves him, and that this had all been a test to see if he would be a worthy successor. And that's how the story ends. The next issue is all reprints, and the following issue is a two-faced two story in Gotham. It just kind of ends. It's weird. So a couple of quick notes I wanted to point out. Page three. After Dick left to go to college, uh, Bruce and Alfred had moved to the Wayne penthouse downtown, closer to the action. Uh, Bruce also went back to the basics on his approach to Batman, kind of getting rid of all the... Well, he got rid of the Batcave and everything in it, basically. Uh, and it was just Batman what few things he had in his utility belt and his wits although he did end up with this sleek new batman batmobile which in description is supposed to blend in a little bit better but in image uh was a very shiny very unique sporty car so i uh, anyway however it appears that he made his way back to the wayne manor on foot now, I 
been recently playing some of the Arkham Asylum, Arkham Batman Arkham games again recently. I just got the uh, Return to Arkham series on my PS4. Uh, and I know those the first two games, a lot of that was f- on foot and swinging around. Apparently, that's how he gets back to Wayne Manor. Now, keep in mind. Now, I don't know how accurate the Gotham City 14 Miles sign was on the Adam West show. But in any event, Wayne Manor is well out of town. And he ran and swung there, apparently. That's kind of crazy. Also, um, why wasn't he more surprised about someone knowing his secret identity? I mean, a, a package is delivered to the Wayne penthouse with a note that it attached to a picture of Robin in full costume that says, Batman, we have Robin. And there's no reaction. Not even from Alfred. It, it was... I found that to be really weird. I mean, maybe it's because Denny had a cramp, was trying to get this story going and had a lot to stu- a lot of stuff to put in this one issue, so he just glossed over it. But normally, even today, that would be a big deal in the comics. Moving to page six, where ahead of t- we've moved ahead, we're now on the plane heading to Calcutta. Uh, Raish uh, gives Batman all kinds of crap for not crying or being sad, or seeming to show any emotion about uh, Robin or Talia. And Batman tells him, you know, uh, I'll use, I'll take time for emotions later. Right now, you need to, I need to stay focused on the job at hand if they're going to, in order to get them safely. And he mentions something about crying. And this makes him jump into the origin. Because when you're on a plane with two strangers heading to the other side of the world to find your kidnapped ward and his daughter... Uh, this seems like the perfect time for an origin flashback. Why not? But anyway, overall, this was a cool story with some great art. Uh, I think the only drawbacks I have with it were the dialogue, which doesn't read ve- very realistic. And Batman was just so talkative. I mean, I know it's a different era. I know it's the 70s. But I don't remember him being this talkative, even reading this stuff recently. Uh, also, I, I'm not a fan of the way he talks to Robin. He refers to him as kid. Uh... It makes him sound more like a like a disrespectful jerk than the guy that helped raise this kid for several years. It, yeah, I don't know. He it kind of more of a kind of more of a brush off of Robin than you know glad to see him that kind of thing. Okay, now now I'm gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we'll get to the second issue. It began with the return of an ancient evil. Ah! Years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. Alpha, we just escaped. Recruit a team of teenagers with attitude. This is the story of five teenagers. But teenagers! Yes, teenagers. Specifically chosen to keep our planet safe as the Power Rangers! Ranger Chronicles, coming January 1st to the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. Andy, I have an amazing idea. Let's do a podcast. We've been talking about doing this for years. That sounds great. So, what should we talk about? Something no one else is talking about. Batman. (sighs) Mike, there are hundreds of Batman shows out there. You used to do one. True. Well, maybe we could do an index show. Are you insane? We both already host those. True again. 
Okay, maybe we could talk about Batman stories no one else does. Like the Jerry Conway run. Ooh, yeah, yeah, we could discuss his entire run and then go into the Doug Mensch run. But we won't be tied down to that. We need to be free to talk about other Batman stories from that era as well. And we could call it The Overlooked Dark Knight, the non-index index show. Great! The Overlooked Dark Knight, the non-index index show. New episodes drop on the 14th and 28th of every month. The show and the website, www.overlookeddarknight.com, launch in May of 2017. From the Fortress of Bailitude Podcasting Network. Alright, the second issue of our adaptation was Batman number 244. Uh, also written by Danny O'Neill and with art by Neil Adams and Dick Giordano. This issue, ironically, is the second part of basically a two-part story. And it kind of opens the same way that the Demon's Quest Part 2 opens, which makes it kind of fitting. Uh, basically, in the previous issue, Batman led this small group of people. Uh, Ling, who was a martial artist who was in a uh, was honoring a blood debt to Ra's al Ghul. But then Batman saved him, so he also had this blood debt to Batman. So that he, so then he and Batman had a little fight, and then if Batman could defeat Ling, then uh, Ling would honor that blood debt rather than Raish and help Batman find Raish. Batman beat him, of course. Uh, there's also a doctor I can't remember his name right now, but he was there. And then over the course of the issue, they end up meeting up with. Um, Molly Post, uh, a former Olympic skier, or current Olympic skier, an Olympic skier of some sort, uh, who also had a, has a fiancé who was used and then discarded by Rachel Gould. So she, ha- so she has kind of a, a personal thing with him, too. So anyway, Batman leads all these guys up to the Swiss Alps to find and finally take down Rachel Gould. They succeed in finding Rach, but he's already dead. Now, Batman goes and basically, he knocks out Ubu. He basically arrests Talia, and as they all leave, Talia manages to secretly push some switch. Uh, And we find out that Raish's body uh, is on a platform, and it slowly lowers into this pit. Now, the title of that story was The Lazarus Pit, so you can guess what happens. By the end of the issue, he comes back up, and... He's awake and alive, and he run, he's running towards the good guys. This issue picks up with everyone getting into the snow, the cable car that they're going to take back down the mountain to get back to, I guess, civilization, I guess you could say. Uh, Raish is following after them. Uh, one, they, they turn around and spot him, and Talia warns them that when he first returns to life, not only does he have the strength of ten men, but Raish also goes a little nuts. Ling runs up to try to attack Raish uh, and is hit so hard with one punch that he ends up with several broken bones and some internal bleeding. Batman, for some reason, thinks he'll have a better shot and, uh, you know, fakes him out, hits him really hard in the gut, and it does nothing. And then Raish picks up Batman and throws him into the cable car, knocking knocking our Cape Crusader unconscious. So the doctor and Molly, uh, basically damaged the cable car enough that Raish and Talia can't use it, so Talia 
gets Raisha's attention and they head over to something that to a specialized hovercraft that is supposed to uh, you know work well in the mountain and on the snow as they head off Batman comes to again uh, the doctor says that he can fix the cable car and get Ling down to for some medical attention which is great and so and for some reason Molly Oh, well, she was there for some skiing anyway. Has her skis, so she gives Batman a set, and they go skiing to try to chase after the Al Ghouls. Uh, they manage to catch up, with Molly actually going faster than Batman, because she's better at it than Batman. Uh, and she goes to stop the hovercraft by throwing her ski pole into basically the turbine in the front of the hovercraft, because that's how this one works. Uh, it works. It disables the hovercraft. However, the ski pole comes right back and pointy end, pointy end poking out, uh, stabs right into her shoulder. So now Batman is left with a decision. Go after Raish and Talia, or make sure Molly have, gets medical attention that she needs. And of course, it's Batman, so he takes care of Molly. But when he comes back, he comes back around midnight to investigate the hovercraft. And inside the hovercraft, he finds what's basically... He, it, at first, they just re, uh, refer to it as a piece of leather, but they let her t later tell you it's a camel's bridle, and it has some unique beadwork that only is used in a certain area of the desert. I don't know which desert. It doesn't mention it in the book, but in a desert. So somehow, Batman gets back down the mountain again and catches up to Talia and Rachel Ghul in this nondescript desert. Security's pretty light, uh, so Batman is able to basically sneak into Raish's tent uh, using uh, wearing only a, a robe. And uh, he goes in there and says he's going to arrest and stop Raish al Ghul. Raish to, uh, and, ooh, and he threatens Raish. He basically says, I've never been one to intentionally kill anyone, but I swear you're not walking out of here alive unless you surrender. Raish doesn't want to surrender, obviously. So he challenges Batman to a duel. So they go out into the desert. They take off their shirts and their capes, because why not? And two, they have two of Raish's best swords, I guess, or best weapons. And they start a sword fight. And apparently this takes a while. Uh, we're talking late afternoon and into dusk, sunset time. And the only reason it comes to an end at that point is because Batman is bitten on the foot through his boot... By a scorpion. I guess it's not really bitten. It's more of a sting. Anyway, he's stung by a scorpion through his boot. The poison takes effect pretty quickly. Raish says he has the antidote, but is not going to offer it to Batman because the fates have decreed that he's going to be the winner, and he walks off. Talia says, wait a sec, and goes in to give Batman a, a final kiss, but instead administers the antidote. Now, it takes a while for it to kick in effect. Maybe because he was tired, or maybe it's because he's, you know, dehydrated in the desert. Whatever. It takes a while. By the time he comes to, it is nighttime. And Batman, driven more by instinct at this point than anything else, makes his way back to Raish's camp, enters Raish's tent, and Raish is so shocked that Batman's able to knock him out with one punch. And he plans to arrest him. Now, keep in mind, this is in the middle of the camp. I mean, there's all these people. But, you know, he talks to Talia. She asks if she's going to be arrested too. He just gives her this romantic kiss and then puts Raish over his shoulder and walks out. No one tries to stop him. 
They're in the middle of a desert, so it's going to be a long walk. He's already exhausted and tired from, you know, almost dying. But he's just going to walk off with Raish. No one's going to stop. That's how the issue ends. Uh, and a, and now, the, a few notes that I have for this. There's just a couple. Uh, page two. Uh, we get a little bit of flashback to Race's resurrection from the previous issue, but that's about it. No mention of who these people are that Batman's with. No mention of what they're doing at this mountain place. None of that. Just Race was lowered into the Lazarus pit. He came up and he's alive again, which is all well and good. But back in this time, with newsstand distribution the way it was, there is no guarantee that you would get two consecutive issues of a comic, no matter how popular it was. So all the comics back then had, not to mention every comic is somebody's first, so all the comics back then had recap pages to you know, tell, say basically what had happened the previous issue if it's a continuous story. But for some reason, uh, well, obviously, I think I know the reason. Basically, Denny was trying to cram this big story into 18 pages. Uh, it was spaced out and paced a little weird, so it's just kind of an abrupt, abrupt end once again, like the last story. And I just don't think he had enough page room to include the recap of the previous issue. It does leave things a little confusing, but what are you going to do? But basically, you do know Ling. You get Ling's name checked. Uh, the doctor, you know he's the doctor, and Molly is mentioned as being an Olympic skier when they do their skiing. So, I guess technically you get everyone's names, but it's just kind of weird. Uh, page six. Hovercraft have been around since the 1950s. None of them look like this one. Uh, this looked more like a, a weird jet or a weird spaceship type plane thing than a hovercraft, but you know, what are you going to do? Uh, at page 11, uh, like I said, Raish's security is pretty lax. Batman just sneaked into the his tent with a robe on him and then did it again without a robe on him in the dark at night and managed to knock Raish out and just carry carry him away without anyone caring. That was weird. Uh, another thing that seemed really weird, and maybe it's just me, but I've read a lot of stories uh, in which we see interpretations of Talia and Ra's al Ghul. Uh, for some reason, I don't, and I'm not sure I understand it, because some of these issues, other issues were also drawn by Neil Adams. Uh, for some reason, Talia's got a very... She looks very oriental in this one. And I'm not, I'm not saying I have a problem with that. It's just different. It, it's like a different person. It, she looks like a different person. We'll find out in like 20 years after this that she has an Arab mother and then Raish, who I'm not even sure of his origins. So, you know, she has some Middle Eastern looks to her, which makes sense. But for some reason, uh, in this issue, she looks Oriental. Uh, and I'm not, I don't know enough about the differences between them to say from which country. She just looks a little more Oriental than usual. This issue just seemed really short to me. Uh, maybe it's because I actually have the Demon's Quest two-parter playing in my head, so I knew what happened there. I thought there would be more to the story. Maybe there's another story uh, involving all of the uh, Lazarus pits getting blown up, but that wasn't in this issue. Uh, it just was really pat. You do get the duel in both of them, but I, I expected more to happen in the issue than the, uh, the, the Al Ghul's getting away and then the duel. 
it was I was just expecting more from the story. But I will say this: Denny's dialogue was much better this time around. Uh, it wasn't as stilted or old school. It was actually pretty good. All right, so that's going to end it for this part. Uh, when I come back, we will watch uh, Demon's Quest and do commentary. Afternoon, everybody. Ryan! How's that baby treating you, Mr. Daly? Like Thanos, snapping his fingers at my bank account. In that case, how about a beer on the house? Sure. Got to give my mouth something to do between podcasts. Say, Ryan, I don't get how you have so much time for podcasting. Doesn't your wife want you spending time with the baby? Would you? Truth is, I think she's a little worried about how much time I'm spending with the kid, ever since his first words were Dagobah system. Now she wants me to go out and do something mature, something productive, and most of all, something lucrative that can support the family. So you're going to... Podcast about Cheers, yeah. That kid's not going to start college for 18 years. I got time. Cheers Cast, the podcast where everybody knows your name. Coming soon to the Fire and Water Network. Beginning in 2018, the Who's Who podcast enters the 1990s with our coverage of the Loose Leaf Editions. Featuring Superman by Jerry Ordway. The Joker by Brian Bolland. Wonder Woman by George Perez. Sandman by Mike Dringenberg. Batman by Norm Brayfogel. The JLI by Adam Hughes. Eclipso by Bart Sears. The Legion of Superheroes by Keith Giffen. Dark Stars by Travis Charest. Lobo by Simon Bisley. Kent Shakespeare by Chris Sprouse? Who is that? Doomsday by Tom Grummet. Wait, are we covering these by issue or in alphabetical order? The Justice Society of America by Mike Parabek. The Forever People again? You are f***ing kidding me. Doom Patrol by Richard Case. <sighs> I'm so confused. And many more. The Who's Who podcast, going boldly into the 90s. A proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, I guess. And we're back. And now we're going to switch over to the DVDs. Batman, the animated series, volume three, disc one, Demon's Quest, parts one and two. And I've got the DVD set up. I am on the episode list screen, and I'm going to click on it. In three, two, one, now. I love this opening. It's like a nice little Batman adventure wrapped up in just a minute.
Okay. Now the first thing you'll notice is the sort of cold open. This is one of the few episodes to not immediately start with a title card. Also notice he's at Gotham University instead of Hudson. Oh, we actually get to see the people this time. I think they make it a little more obvious that they haven't just shot and killed him, too. Of course, that makes sense for an animated show. Ooh, a little more drama there. Here's the title card, but it's a—it's not a, one of the normal ones because the background's going to move in a minute. Oh, maybe never mind. scoured the entire city. Oh, here's no a difference. Robin or Dick They're in the back cave already. That'll save time later. I really should remain upstairs then, sir. Lest he call. Oh, by the way, this came for you an hour ago by messenger. message is a little different. And <laughs> there's a knife. So, they know your identity, detective. Who are you? How did you get in here? One of the interesting things about this episode too is the colors they use. You must forgive Ubu, detective. They He's well trained. Darken Batman's costume myself. throughout this whole episode. I am he who is called Raish Al Ghul, the demon's head. I thought you were only a legend. I am quite real. Hard to believe that the and voice of Rachel sure Ghoul was also the bumbling scientist from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 well, Secret sir. of the Ooze. As you can see, we have a common problem. Your ward was abducted on the same night as my daughter. You do remember my daughter? Your Talia's father? Yes. But surely you would not expect her to mention Look at that, my and they name. set that up a few episodes ago. <laughs> Keep your distance. I am merely old. Older, perhaps, than you can imagine. But not so old... The coughing and stuff was not set up at the original comic, though. The message. Okay, then, for openers. Look at the blade. It's used by a cult of mercenaries based in Calcutta. Even the rope appears to be made of a hemp indigenous to that area. Well done, detective. You are worthy hmm, different of clue. Reputation. To India, then. Come, I have an aircraft waiting. 
One of the things that always struck me about the, the original animated series is there's a lot of brown in it. I control a vast global organization, Detective. Obviously, Batman's activities require certain costly implements. It was a simple matter for my people to learn which wealthy Americans were amassing what Batman might require. The one who matched my daughter's description of you was Bruce Wayne. Next time, I'll have to glue my mask on. Hmm. It's actually slightly better... Real. It's actually a slightly better... Explanation than what they had in the original. A strong will can fuel a frail physique. I don't know if you can tell, but this is Calcutta. Looks like Agrabah. City of Mystery. How can you be so uh, the enchantment. That those we seek are to be found here. I make it my business to know things like that. See how the blue's Here, a darker blue there's now? There's an incense shop. Infidel. So dark, it's almost a okay. grayish tomb. Okay, now this scene's added in because they don't rehash the origin. Is my guess. This is when they started doing a slight update to the design on the animated series. They simplified some things, and when someone's not wearing a shirt, you see a little more detail on their body, on their body, like abs and things. It's also very noticeable on um, Robin during the Bane episode. Yes, unless you tell me how to find the mercenaries who did this. Although this is not quite they have fled Batman and the, the Adventures of the Batman world. and Robin. Where? To Malaysia, in the pagoda, in the shadow of Mount Marapi. I know nothing more. I swear it. <laughs> I'm not sure, but that guy's voice sounds like, um, Freddy from Scooby. Frank Welker. I think this is Malaysia now. Look at it, Detective. One of the last of the rainforests. The world depends upon its oxygen, yet the rich see only profit in its destruction. You, who belong to the overclass, have much to answer for. Bruce Wayne donates millions of dollars a year to preserve these forests. Which are being depleted at the rate of 120,000 acres a day. Does your money solve this problem? No. It will take more than wealth. It will take power. And I fear ruthlessness. 
It almost seemed like they were going to go preachy, and then... Must be to no. The of its own and you're the one who'll do the forcing? I am qualified, yes. But I may I wonder if you ever thought about working with Poison Ivy. Master, ahead. Look. In the shadow of the volcano, just as the Indian said. Let us hurry. The next piece of our puzzle surely waits within. One of the big clues about the, who the actual villain of the episode is has just been given away. Although, since I just went over the issue, we already know who it is. Never mind. There's the map. I think that's slightly different. This is going to be different, too. That's a Black Panther. I think it was, it was a cheetah in the comic. Also, this is an animated series on Fox Kids. So, one, he's not going to be able to put his elbow in the cat's mouth. And two, he's not going to be able to beat up an animal. Note the colors again. It's almost black. With the, it almost looks like the whole costume's black, but with the blue highlights on the cape and mask. I really like it. Of course, I guess it makes sense since they're in the dark room. This is a little more humane. I like it. It's still fitting with Batman. When I first saw this, this is probably 95-ish? 94, 95? Batman had just switched to his... more his 90s costume. Which was basically the classic costume that just got rid of the underwear. As before it went all black, basically, so... Like, Adrian Roy was still coloring it, the body part gray and this cape and everything else blue. So I thought it kind of was homaging, homaging that, maybe slightly going towards that. But it didn't. Indeed, I am and this time the fingernail scratch is real, not fake. Enough to accommodate my aircraft is a hundred miles from our destination. So I will arrange for a helicopter when one is needed. After you. Hmm. Hmm. I can do it too. Now this part's a little different. In a helicopter, instead of a plane. Master, we must get you to one of the pits. 
shits. Ignore him, detective. We must stay. Well, that's a setup line. Sake of the children. All right, if that's the way it's to be played. Now this whole Snoke sequence is going to play out quite a bit different than it does in the comic. Ooh, that's a dead strike right for the door. Good shot. Crazy how they're shooting the light like that. That's kind of crazy. Now this next bit, it's in the issue, just slightly different setup for it. Not this, I'm sorry, not that part. This part, where he jumps up out of the snow. Now, there's no reason to call that much attention to it other than they want to be real, realistic, and have the smoke coming out of his mouth because it's cold, but then they have to really show off that he's not smoking, I guess. I don't know. It's a lot of footprints. No one inside. And this is one of the few oh, times they colored Batman's gloves and pants correctly. One of the things they mentioned in some of the um, commentaries is that they were trying something different with the green on Robin. Unfortunately, there's only a couple times where the shadow of the green is a darker green rather than a blue color. It's a little different, but this is one of the few times it is been here long. It actually looks like shadow instead of just being blue. I still don't know who grabbed me. Ooh, wonder if they must be gas powered. This clapping is so awkward. And not dramatic at all. Well, this is a little different. Obviously in the comic that was Ubu. Obviously your little accident wasn't fatal. I imagine you and Ubu left the chopper when I wasn't looking. Indeed. At the moment it exploded, it was proceeding on automatic pilot. So, how long have you known, Detective, that I planned your ward's capture? Almost from the beginning. How could you have known that Robin and your daughter were abducted on the same night? Unless I had done the abducting? Exactly. And do you think I'd have let you take me anywhere in your plane unless I suspected you meant to lead me somewhere? For one thing, there were all those would-be assassins. They knew where we'd be and when. Someone had to be tipping them off. And that someone had to be you. Then there was Ubu. 
That's Always new. By his master's side. Always very picky about this part was from the comic. Everyone else, except in Malaysia, where you knew there was danger waiting. I'm deeply impressed. As am I. There's Talia. She's voiced by Helen Slater. The first Supergirl. Well, Robin's like. Um, I just emptied, entered the middle of a movie without the subtitles. The master gave you no permission to leave. I didn't ask for any. Ooh. And that's three. I like this part better without Batman talking the whole time. Although, that's kind of a cheap fight. I can't let you leave like this. My father made Man, she got around money. fast. She's got Power yeah, Girl's boob window, too. It. My time is short. I have no sons. I need a man to assume my position when I am gone. Then it was a test? But why me? Because you are most worthy. That is now proven beyond any doubt. And because my precious daughter loves you. And that's how the comic ended. Forget it. Then this means we must be enemies. You will regret this insult, Detective. You will... <laughs> now we have... Bridging the gap to the next episode. And the next comment. Oh, he fell asleep. He's dying. I've had it with your little games. No game, I swear it. Pulse is bad. He can't fake that. We must take him to the Lazarus pit. Now this is kind of set up in uh, 2.43? You're crazy! That number? No, listen to me. I know it is difficult to believe, but the pit is what keeps him alive, what has kept him alive for 600 years. Now, in the comic, obviously, Robin's not there for this part. Please, you must believe me! We have no choice. He stopped breathing. Sure, taking their sweet time. We've killed him. Or he's no. melted. All is well. How can she tell? Nothing's happened. To oh, big bubble. Ooh. Now we have started our... Wow. 
Well, we've already started our ad adaptation of the second comic. Looks kind of Aquamanish there with the green pants. Oh, that's not good. Damn. Yeah. Because the way he just kicked you, I'm sure he takes your threat very seriously. Okay, well that was part one. That is probably one of the best Batman the Animated Series episodes. To me, it seems like they knew it was going to be special, so they did a lot of extra work on it. You'll notice a dip when we get to the next episode. Alright, now we're back on the menu again, and I am going to click on Demon's Quest Part 2, and we're just going to go right into it. Three, two, one, click. We get to watch the intro again. Boom! Actually, I, I, I would admit, I would say that that last episode probably had about just as much care in the animation as this intro. Almost as much as the premiere episode, Leather Wings, or on Leather Wings. on the same night as my daughter. You're Talia's father? My time is short. I need a man to assume my position when I am gone. <laughs> wow. But why it just me? literally because cuts straight to the end. Because you are most worthy, and because my precious daughter loves you. Forget it. Then this means we must be enemies. You will regret this insult, detective. You will... <laughs> we must take him to the Lazarus Pit. Okay, now, now we've got a moving background during the title card. Put her down, Rage. Now. He's still not listening to you, Batman. No, 
We must stop him. The you chemicals think? can revive the dying, but will kill a healthy person. I get it, I get it. Talk about waiting till the last minute. Oh, see, I would have thought you'd... Well, I guess it makes sense, but I would have... I would have had the rope go around her. Oh, dang. That's some high tensile stuff, too. Stay back. I can handle this myself. Don't send a man to do a woman's job. Daddy. Oh. <laughs> Just slap him. Thank you, daughter. And thank you, detective, for my daughter's life. You look refreshed, father. Renewed. But even a miracle such as the Lazarus Pit has See what I'm talking about? Yes, He's got a little more muscle, musculature detail. The transformation leaves one temporarily insane. And no man may reap its blessings indefinitely. Which is why I must ask you again, detective. Will you wed my daughter and carry on for me when I am gone? Yes, because after doing that, he's going to say yes. No. Duh. A pity. You leave me no choice. Yeah, he crossed his arms, see, but his arms were down. Me, Weird. Detective. You are against me. Father, no! He has seen too many of our secrets. He knows too much to be permitted to leave here. But you would destroy this place? Our home? Only a minor loss. There is nothing here that cannot be found in our desert stronghold. And we must leave nothing behind that might be later used against us. How Tomb Raider of him. Wait. Is this before Tomb Raider? Farewell, Detective. Goodbye, beloved. Later, Gator. You know, for all his deals and stuff. You'd think Rish could spring for some shoes for his daughter. Hey, that's a scene straight out of the Adventures of Batman and Robin intro. Boom. Quick, climb slowly instead of using your grapple. Although I guess Robin doesn't have his belt, so he doesn't have his grapple. But I don't know if Batman does. Oh, that's from the intro too. Uh oh. Come on. Wow. That's when you're desperate. Woof. Now, this none of this was in the comic. Okay? Sure. I wish I'd worn the thermal. Obviously, tights, but other than that. By the time we get down this mountain, he could be halfway to his desert stronghold, wherever that is. Then we gotta find out where. He's going to realize his dream of a green and balanced earth at any cost. 
even if that means destroying half the planet's population to do it. But where do we even start looking? You were his prisoner for a week. You must have overheard something. Well, there was one thing, a word I heard several times. It was, um, or, or, Orpheus. Yeah, that's it. Now, all of this stuff, like I just said, none of this was in the previous, in the comic we talked about. It's kind of crazy. Orpheus, from Greek mythology. He descended into the netherworld to bring his beloved back from the dead. But according to the database, Orpheus is also the name of a privately owned satellite launched into synchronous orbit over a year ago. Coincidence? Yeah, right. What's it orbiting over? What else? Hey, Dick's hair is in, still in desert. Robin mode, and the exact rather than have to be Al Ghul's the Grayson mode. Interesting. Maybe the secret identity thing isn't as important when you're over in Nepal. We're within 100 kilometers of the target area, Bruce. Gotta hold her steady at 500 feet to stay under their radar. But you can still eject at this altitude. Then let's do it. Now, in order to make this fit with the comic, that's the last we'll see of Robin for a while. And it still looks like snow rather than sand. Oh, that's a bad place to put a commercial. And now we have the beginning of Aladdin. Watch out for the camels, they spit. <laughs> Wake up, dude. Yes, because all of a sudden he's got a mask on his face and gloved hands. So obviously it's the same guy. Plus they kind of made it look like he was in the middle of the group instead so of the back. So you have finally arrived. Hitch your mounts and follow me. We must not keep the master waiting. Quickly, our time grows short. <laughs> Oh yeah, good job, but man. Just walked the wrong Did way. Did you not hear me? What is the matter with? <sighs> well, there's some you don't see in the middle of a desert too often. That's high tech. Oh. So my eyes Ooh, did not pretty good. Me. You will pay for this trespass. Man. There you go. Sure is a pretty shiny cloth belt Ubu has. It sounds like the phone just rang. That's weird.
For this indignity, I will see you suffer! Enough! What is the meaning of this disturbance, Ubu? Forgive me, Master, they still but I discovered this most unworthy one spying. Oh? I believe I would have a closer look at one so foolish. Or so brave. You! My admiration for you was well-founded, Detective. Too bad I can't say the same. Shall I dispatch him, Master? No. For now, merely relieve him of that cumbersome belt. You know, it's funny. Sometimes that, that belt has all these devices to prevent them from getting it off of him. But whenever they actually have to get it off of him for the story, it doesn't have any of those. Yes, I suppose I do owe you that much, Detective, since in many ways you are responsible. Ooh, monologue time. You see, I had hoped to achieve my vision of an earthly utopia gradually over time. With my heir carrying oh, on my work shirt's after missing, I was that's wrong. important. But your refusal to become my heir has left me no other choice. His mask, Master? No, leave it. It is a mark of honor. Even though because of him I must now use what I call the Lazarus effect to achieve my utopia in one bold stroke. How? The material of the pit is an unknown chemical stew that bubbles to the Earth's surface only at certain key places. Even now, my people are placing bombs, such as that one, over the various Lazarus That's pits around the world. These bombs are electronically linked to a private satellite already in Earth orbit. Orpheus. Precisely. And at the moment when sun and moon are in proper alignment to cause the greatest upheaval in Earth's geomagnetic field, we'll be in the dawn of the age of Aquarius. Beginning a countdown. Five minutes thereafter, one bomb will be lowered deep into the heart of each pit. The satellite will in turn relay a microwave signal that will detonate all the bombs simultaneously. The multiple explosions will result in a global chain reaction. All the Lazarus pits throughout the world will overflow. The globe will be saturated with their chemical solution. And when the result the dead will come back from the grave. There will come a blessed peace. And this poor, defiled planet shall find itself restored to its former pristine glory. But, but with buildings. Countless lives. Actually, Detective, we have counted. Two billion fifty-six million nine hundred and eighty-six thousand. Wow, that's like a good third. A most impressive plan, would you not agree? Yes, I can see it clearly now for the first time. You are completely out of your mind. Batman has more of a sense of humor here. I like it. <laughs> that was an awkward fall. This time I shall attend to you personally. Ubu! I would prefer the detective live to witness the realization of my dream. Take him to the tower to await my moment of triumph. As you wish, Master. 
wait. I like this because they figure out the, uh, the way for her to help him with a kiss that doesn't involve poison. Or an antidote. Not so dangerous without your precious belt, are you? <laughs> Just wait. That looks so sharp. I would hate to have had that in my cheek. Bleeding from the mouth. My children, we stand on the threshold of a great adventure. Even now, the satellite office really does roll as ours a lot. Alignment, and the moment of destiny is finally upon us. Father, it is not too late. Surely there must be some other way. No, daughter. The decision has been made. We got five minutes. Sounds like they're getting the uh, Death Star started up. Doesn't it? the world will be forever changed. It's like any minute now she heard the beep. Ooh, I like the use of the Batman theme, but in the uh, Sahara music style. This should get someone's attention. As my daughter Megan would say, Boom Shakalaka. Alright, now this whole plot still has not appeared. We still haven't gotten to actually any comic adaption since they left the cave. Infidel. If you only knew how sick I am of you calling me that. <laughs> Well, that was easy. That you and I finally finish this. It is the only chance you will have to stop that satellite. Hey, I'll take my shirt off too. Well, are you man enough to face your better? If you insist. Now we're getting to the part where I, of the ad adaptation. Good lord, Rish is like a foot taller, or at least a head. That's a nice little detail. Getting the chair going. The fight is nothing the same, obviously, because they're not in the middle of the wasteland or in the middle of the city thing. Give it up, Race. You'll destroy yourself. 
30 seconds. See the smile? Comic Batman never does that. Good toss. Uh oh. That kind of reminds me of the satellite scene from the Return of the Joker movie from Batman Beyond. Uh oh, Rish is pissed now. And Batman doesn't have a weapon. Like he could reach that far down, but apparently he can. Not that he'll take a hand. Victory is yours, Detective. Perhaps it is time I am finally one with the planet I so love. So race just basically commits suicide. That'll win. Understand, beloved. I share my father's vision and seek the same ends, but I do not choose his means to those ends. I know. There's Robin. What's to become of me then? There you Am go. I to be your prisoner? Straight out of the comic. Direct quote, even. It's actually pretty faithful. Other than the fact that there's no camels around. So it's finally over? We've seen the last of Ra's al Ghul? Looks that way. Now this part isn't in the comic. And it directly contradicts the earlier stuff. He would have had to be dead when he hit the water, when he hit the pit, right? I don't, I'm not a fan of that ending. I should have just let it end with them flying off into the distance. Really not a fan. But that was the two parts. So that was fun. Sorry, I'm enjoying the music. Hold on. Alright, well, that will do it for this episode. I want to thank you all for listening. Please feel free to come back. You know, I'm going to do a special next week. Uh, next Wednesday, we'll have a special episode to help celebrate Thanksgiving, because it's Thanksgiving going to be Thanksgiving here in the States. Uh, so make sure you come back next week. 
for another thrilling episode of Charlie's Geekcast. Until then, I'll see you then. No, until then, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Charlie's Geekcast. Feedback for the show can be sent to charliesgeekcast at gmail.com or you can feel free to leave a comment at the show's posting at charliesgeekcast.com. All images and music heard on the show are copyright their respective copyright holders and are used for entertainment purposes only. No infringement is intended. Charlie's Geekcast is a proud member of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. Please be sure to stop by Two True Freaks to check out more great shows. Thank you again for listening, and good night. Good night.